everybody. Welcome in. Another edition of The Wrap. Another fun day in paradise here. Another day of baseball, trying to play baseball. Tom Azoy, Clarence Black, Brendan Sennett in the house. The spider is in the house. We were just reminiscing about The Sopranos. And I wish people knew off. you are such a slappy, though, man. <laughs> like, I watched it, but I, I did, but I didn't. I watched, like, you This know. guy is the biggest. Oh, yeah. Biggest fan. And I'm number two, two like, to him. I get it, man. I get it. But I, get I it. probably went, like, even when the show went, the show went off the air in what year? Shit, it had to be what oh eight. It was eight nine years ago. You said that the other day, it had right? To be, had to be oh eight. Okay, so <laughs> maybe, no, I, maybe two thousand ten. I'm trying to. Rem- I base everything now on when it was I got like my house. nine years because you texted me. You you reminisced about when the power went out, right? How yeah. many, there was the anniversary. What anniversary was that? Nine years. You said it. Something like thirteen. That. Thirteen years. 13. Okay, so it's been thirteen years. I mean, I probably went twelve. Where I watched an episode a day. So yeah. here's so here's my question to both of you. It's like Seinfeld to me. Yeah. So with COVID and everything, everybody's been talking about you know like best show. So yeah. TJ, um, had had put up uh, that. Oh yeah, I saw it. Breaking Breaking Bad. Bad. Yeah, I so agree people, with them. So but it's funny because I have never met anyone who has watched the following. So people talk about Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. The Sopranos, Breaking Bad, The Wire. Never uh, watched I gotta the, watch wire. the Wire. I gotta watch The Wire. But the but following funny. with Kevin Bacon? Okay. Is that is that the show we're talking about? No, 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 no. Um it's just like it, it so I've seen a few things where people talk about like the greatest because you know people are binge watching shows. Okay. So like, you know, you're a madman. Yeah. So Love but it, it was like it, it everybody's consensus is is in whatever order you want is like Sopranos, Breaking The Wire, Bad. Breaking Bad, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones, uh, see, don't I, hit the I never I, did and, Game and of see, Thrones. And see, I don't think the board. I think until Kevin Spacey went pervy, well, he was always pervy, but I, loved I think it. when Kevin Spacey got caught, House, of, House cards. of Cards. I loved House of Cards. I would put House of Cards up against anything. Well, in my top ten is House of Lies. Because Cheeto. I love Cheeto. 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 Yeah, Cheeto. Oh, I mean, amazing. him and Kristen yeah. Bell, yeah, and then they had that thing and with T.I. had the guest spot. My wife and I watched Billions. Oh, dude, love Billions. But Billions won't be around... The thing about the Sopranos and Breaking Bad and all that, but I have never, so I don't know anyone that has seen all of them. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I don't any, think it's humanly order, possible. Yeah. You, that's you, a lot no, of right. that's, that's a lot, lot of TV. I'm sure there's people out there, but those are people that. Hey, that I put Better Call Saul in there. That don't make love to women, basically. I mean, you. <laughs> <laughs> better Call Saul's in there. You guys, you guys are forgetting that. Yeah. So my it's wife and I, and so I have a decision to make because my wife and I are finishing up. I got her on True Blood, which is basically all sex. You made okay. me. I got three uh, seasons of that. Me. That was it for but me. But like, so I'm, I'm Love the right now. Head. I got to decide for my wife on Breaking Bad, which I didn't see. So I'm leaning that way because I didn't Do see it. it. Um, she didn't see The Wire, so I'm leaning on okay. Breaking Bad. She hasn't seen The Wire, so she hasn't seen The Sopranos. You've seen The Wire though. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, like unreal. Listen, sure. Wire's unreal. I think just, maybe that's where. And just then, do Breaking Bad. Yeah, Breaking Bad. Honestly, I mean, yeah. like he said, I'm the biggest Soprano slap that right. there is because this, of the finale. Yeah. Breaking Bad is number one. There's no one like Walter White. No, there there's is no there. character there like isn't. Walter White. I mean, but when you see when I see people like Samuel Samuel L. Jackson, like when you see actors, the actors, actors, right? Like yeah. Samuel L. Jackson stopped what he was doing on a Sunday night. And literally learned and redid the monologue, the one who knocks monologue. If you ever see it on YouTube, like that is homage, really? bro. Yeah, no, that no, is true. like imagine De Niro doing like a, a freaking yeah a Tony speech. Yeah, right. You don't find that. No, every, no, no, that no. that broke. So the, he loved it. it. Broke, what you tell him, dude. It broke the internet. All right. So so Samuel Sam Jackson, Jackson does the one who knocks speech, yeah, and he does it sweet. 
He does it well. I mean, too. The, the best, honestly, the best 30 years television, it's number one. Breaking Bad is number one. It is one of the greatest monologues. Why don't we ask our buddy Rod Beard? Hey. Look, we can see him today. Wow, look at that. <laughs> Rod Beard in the house with us. Uh, Detroit News, Pistons. I'm always the worst guy. looking guy in these, no, these yeah, things. Don't even look, <laughs> Man, look at this. Rod, how are you, brother? I'm good, Bass. How are you guys? Well, good, man. Well, you just caught us in a, we're talking about the Sopranos. We were catching up on you know what we're watching on TV. And what was your uh, what's your top three shows? If you watch TV, that is. Uh, I do. I don't. I don't really have a top three. I, I really like Game of Thrones as it went through in the story arc of, of things that are there. And I've heard such good things about Breaking Bad. What I've seen of The Wire, I couldn't make it through season two exactly. But this is a, a good <laughs> yeah, time. Yeah, season get there. two was tough, man. The, the whole the docks and all that, the dock workers. The it went a little. It went a little left. Right, but everything goes together. But just season one and how you capture how that part of it plays into the systematic, and we're talking about systematic racism and, and keeping people down, the way that it captured that, and that was what, 15, 20 years ago, yeah, that yeah, it's still yeah. addressing those same issues. Those are the ones with the foresight and the writing and the realism that you really just feel. Rod Beard joins us here on The Wrap. Tom Azoy, Clarence Black, Brendan Senate, and now Rod Beard. And uh, we got Troy Weaver as our new general manager. The Pistons have not had a GM since uh, Stan, right? Stan Van Gundy, basically. Yeah, Stan was the president and Jeff Bauer was the uh, general manager. So in that time, you've had Ed Stefanski kind of doing both jobs. And and to a degree, you've had uh, Arne Tellum helping out in doing not just the business side of operations, but doing some of the basketball um, consulting on some of that stuff, too. So I think that's important that you've got a GM now who's going to do the day to day stuff and let Ed Stefanski worry more about the presidential and the, the top of the front office stuff. But the hands on day-to-day stuff that's Troy Weaver now. All right. It comes so highly we, recommended. Here yeah. we go. Here we go, Rod. All right. So we got we got Troy. What is he what is he cooking with and how much money does he have to work with? What does he what does he have in the cupboard? What can he cook for us? Well in, in terms of cap once they figure out all the, the financial stuff and the stuff with China earlier in the year and now with COVID it was about $30 million in cap space that he had to deal with and what's likely going to be a top five draft pick. So that's enough. And I think that's the timing of this is you wanted to be sure that you gave a new GM coming in uh, stuff to work with. You didn't want to give him, make him hamstrung with the cap with what it was that they had. I think it was 3000 or $6,000 in there in, in space, not even cap space, below the luxury tax line. Jeez. So now you've got $30 million with... Uh, trading Drummond and uh, some of the contracts coming off the books, the Reggie Jackson, the Josh Smith, um, those bigger deals coming off. And now you have a little bit more room to work with. Okay. Oh Josh Smith, got you. Got you. Hey. Now, I'm he's, gonna, he's gonna play the big three stuff. You got me with the Josh Smith. I forgot. What what is Josh Smith think it's paid to not play basketball? Five point three. That's the that's the Bobby Bonilla contract then, that, that's, that, yeah, that's Bobby that he keeps giving. Then yeah. he did. Then he have the crazy ass comment about he can't feed his family or something, making oh, five point nine million dollars a year to not wow. play basketball. He was one of them. Oh, Plus his big three salary. Yeah. Oh Plus god. Big three. So, Go ahead, my, so my question, Rod, is I mean I'm an NBA novice. I, you know it's, oh. it's it's low on my depth chart. Sorry, nobody's perfect. Why are you asking a question then? Because he's. Right. A, a very articulate guest, and I enjoy talking to him. Yeah, but right. now he's thinking you need to piss off because you basically. Well, whatever. Just, I mean, you should you talk know. to Rico. Beer. Right, well, I mean, right, you know. Okay. Well, <laughs> there you go. There you go. His, his, he's definitely he's definitely a nicer guy than his brother. I mean, All that's right, for sure. Ahead. Oh, what's up, Rico? Um. Anyways, um. Not his brother. How how um. How is the relationship going to be with 
a GM and Case and, and Dwayne Casey. I mean, a new GM. I mean that 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 since time immemorial in sports, when a GM doesn't pick his guy, yeah. causes problems. Is this going to be an issue? You think? No, I, I don't think so at all. And in Casey having three more years on his contract, I think there's security in that. And again, three years, seven mil. If you want to get rid of him, who's writing that check? I don't think Tom Gorris is throwing out twenty one mil to get Troy Weaver's guy. I think there's some alignment in that. And even in the process, um, Casey, along with some of the other front office people, all interviewed Weaver. So I think they are making sure that they're in alignment and that they agree on things. And it's really more on Weaver. What is Weaver going to do for Casey to make sure that he can do the best that he can with the roster that is going to be assembled with that? See, it was a good question. That's why yeah, you had you me did, on this you show. You did good, man. Troy See? Weaver, the new general manager of the Detroit Pistons, comes from the uh, OKC Thunder. He kind of rebuilt that team after uh, Durant and uh, Russell Westbrook left. I mean, this guy comes yeah, highly it, recommended. Very highly recommended. He's been there a dozen years. Uh, he was at Syracuse as an assistant coach, and he helped to recruit Carmelo Anthony to OKC. And more notably, when in 2008, when he started with the Thunder, he was one of the ones that pounded on the table and said, Russell Westbrook is this transcendent guy. He's going to be a star in the NBA. And they ended up picking Westbrook fourth in that draft, when a lot of people just had him as kind of a, a good prospect, but not the player that he's turned out to be. So that tells you in terms of talent evaluation, what uh, Weaver is going to bring to the table. And the Pistons are in that position now with potentially a top five pick with some cap space. This is an important time for them that they've got to get these things right if they're going to move in the right to ne- direction over the next couple of years. Rod Beard joining us. Rod, how how valuable do you think his experience at the grassroots level will be? I mean, D.C. Assault, man. You've been to P.G. County. I've been to P.G. County. All they do is make basketball players, it seems like. P.G. County is is unreal. There's a documentary out, uh, Something in the Water. I don't know if you got a chance to see it. But him having that, like, talent evaluation to me at that level alone also, how valuable do you think that will be for him? I think it's going to be huge in just knowing guys – if you know guys and you're at a grassroots level, people will tell you things. Hey, here's a guy you need to look at. Scouts can do so much, but if you've got people on the floor and on the ground who are telling you, hey, here's a guy you need to look at. Here's a connection to this other guy that you might be able to sign. Those relationships play such a big role. When you think about relationships in the league, it's just a huge, huge thing. How did uh, Reggie Jackson get with the Clippers? Well, because Paul those relationships play a bigger role than people try to uh, make out LeBron can get guys to come and play with him or he can go and play with other guys because of those relationships so if you have a front office guy who has that same pathway to get to people in that direct line it's going to open up some doors that you may not have had open before and the other side of that is look at what Arden Tellum has done as the vice chairman a lot of his former clients a lot of um, connections that he had when he was an agent now he's able to utilize those and get Derrick Rose for two years and 15 million which is just a ridiculous bargain. But again, it's the value of those relationships. Is Blake staying a piston? Uh, yeah. Wait, where's he going? He's making like $38 million this year. <laughs> right. And, and, and here's, here's the kicker. A player option after next season yeah. for $39 million? Oh, Yeah. Okay. I, 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 I can say today that he's probably going to take that player option. So he likes Detroit is what you're telling me, right? Is that is that what it is? In, in he likes $38 million. I'm, everybody likes thirty eight million dollars, yeah. but but really, in in the conversations I've had, he likes um, the Birmingham area. He likes that it's not 
all of the, the glitz and glamour of LA and Hollywood, and you don't have TMZ cameras chasing you around the suburbs here, you get to kind of be a human, which he doesn't get to be as much in LA. Rod Beard joins us to Detroit News. Troy Weaver, the new general manager of the Detroit Pistons, he is the eighth African-American general manager in the NBA, by far the NBA leading all of sports in minority hiring. I mean, we have Dwayne Casey as our head coach as well. So go ahead. Rob, Maz and I always talk about identity. I mean, specifically, it doesn't matter what team it is. I mean, we, we, you know, even back in the draft, we talked about the Lions drafting more for identity. You're obsessed with the Lions' I am identity. A, yeah, <laughs> I, well, I'm obsessed with every team's identity because I think that's that's where you make money. I mean, so you know, ahead. there's a reason the going-to-work Pistons were the going-to-work Pistons. And, I mean, identity does something to a city. That being said, as you look at these pieces, what identity do you think they need to have and what identity do you think they will ultimately have to to try and and right this ship yeah i I think it's going to be more of a don't make a lot of noise but just go out and do and and almost like that going to work pistons group is you don't have to be flashy you don't have to have a ton of stars i mean blake griffin obviously is one of them but you're not going to build a franchise like that where you throw a bunch of money at people and and get all these stars to come to detroit you're just going to have to take your bruce browns your luke canards uh those types of guys your sekus who were not heralded and and not uh, a lot of fanfare around them and make them into stars. That's what Dwayne Casey's MO has been. That's what Troy Weavers is going to be, is identifying talent, uh, having them come in and making them into stars. I think, and to the, the previous question about how Weaver and Casey fit together, I think they both are just going to be work hard, development, get in the gym, make these guys better. That's their MO. Um, and, and if it works from the top down or the, the bottom up, either way, I think if you can have that consistent identity to your franchise, that the fans are going to be able to buy into that. Are we going to play hoops uh, for the playoffs this year, or is it not going to happen? I mean, Orlando, I hear, you know, there's a bunch of teams staying at the Grand Destino in uh, Orlando. You got teams at the Grand Floridian, the Yacht Club. It's it's a great. I've been looking at it. Yahoo put this out where everyone's going to stay, and you know, it's about. Let's see, the Bucks, the Lakers, the Raptors, Clippers, Celtics, Nuggets, Jazz, and Heat, they're staying at the Grand Destino in Orlando. Then you have the Thunder, the Sixers, Rockets, Pacers, Mavericks, Nets, Grizzlies, and Magic. They're at the Grand Floridian, which is gorgeous, by the way. Then you got the Blazers, Kings, Pelicans, Spurs, Suns, and Wizards. The also-rans are at the Yacht Club. And the Yacht Club, I've been to the Yacht Club. It's got the sandy bottom on the pool. I mean, are we going to do this, or is this or is this just a dream? What, what are we doing? No, I, I think they're going to end up doing it at the end of the day. Uh, it, it's just... When you're getting down to things like picking hotels and figuring out the, the details, like it, if you're playing cards and you use a pack of cards, when that game is over, you got to get a new pack of cards. When you're getting down to that level of detail, I think you figured out that you're going to do it, but it's just you live with all of these restrictions that are there. And I think that's the big issue is, like we talked about before, with taco stands popping up. All over the place. Can, hey, can, hey, can you make... Can you make it a livable experience, not just for a couple of weeks, but for three months, four months, when these teams are, are having to be there and been in this situation for such a long time? It's you like, watch the like kids, the, honey. It's like the game of life sports league version. Yes. You watch the kids, you know? honey. I'm going to go away it. for three months. I yeah. just want to tell Rod that a, a friend of mine who lives over on uh, Biltmore on the west side just submitted her new business application to the state of Florida. So she's real excited. <laughs> she's real excited about her taco stand, Rod. She don't pay tax over there either. <laughs> 
Oh boy. Hey, no tax in Florida either. So you, you just you roll where, out. Where are they going to put up the uh, the, the dancers uh, from Tampa that make the drive? Well, so but Rod, here's so here's a serious one though, man. It's like I mean, a Super Bowl. Look, you, so being around players, you've also been around wives. Word is that like significant others are not happy about about this whole situation. You know, I mean, you're talking about like not having a, a husband around for you know, months at a time, trying to get kids back in school. I mean, is this how, I mean, how serious is the whole no spouse thing, no girlfriend thing in the whole pantheon of this whole thing? Well, it's up until the conference finals, I believe, that at that point they will let families come and, and other guests come. But it's a very simple argument for the player. That, hey, baby, I got to go make this paper. We got to make this brand. So <laughs> I got to yeah. go in the bubble. There it is. It's, 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 it's there a, it is. It's a it's an airtight bubble. I got to be like in that. The you bubble. like wearing Gucci. You're you're you're. I'm going. <laughs> Unbelievable. Exactly. Otherwise, it's Walmart. Unbelievable. Walmart's coming back big time now. They got a lot a lot of stuff in, in Walmart. Uh, absolutely. Rod Beard, thanks a lot, man, for for dropping by. You're looking good. Love to see you, man. Anytime. I appreciate it, guys. Thank thanks you. for coming right. on. Good Rod Beard, Detroit News. Uh, the Pistons have themselves a general manager for the first time in almost three years. Jeff Bauer was the last to understand Van Gundy, and uh, Troy Weaver's the guy in the Pistons, and they're not going to Orlando. The Pistons aren't. They're one of yeah. the teams that are out. But like Rod said, maybe looking at a top five pick coming up, which would be nice. Yeah, but the beautiful thing about being out, man, is that you get a chance to just, first off, you get the rest. You get to you can still work out. You can still do activities. Um the the only thing about this thing that that really is a problem B is the fact that you don't get your rookies in, right? So you're talking about a draft that's going to occur. I mean, we'll be playing football. I mean, people, I think about that. We're going to be playing football during the NBA draft. If I mean, if yeah, if well, it's... It, yeah, but ideally, you could literally have the Masters, the NBA draft, and like Game Three of the NFL and the Triple Crown all, still run the Triple Crown, yeah. The Stanley Cup all in the same weekend. Like, this is bananas where we are. Imagine if you went into a coma in, like, January and you're just coming out now and you're like, what the hell? What the hell is going on? What's oh, yeah, what did no, I miss? I, listen, the best thing I ever saw was, like, something about 2020, and it's like, well, Stephen King wrote it. So, you know what I'm saying? Pretty much. Like, yeah. I mean, it's uh, it'll be it's the it's the one year that it, I've never, you know, I so, mean, man, I don't even know what to say about it anymore. So let me fill you in, because so I don't want you to be confused on this whole thing. So right, the, originally when we were talking about the bubble, uh, you know, and saying the rod, we're talking about sequestering the players. Like, they want to keep, you yeah, know, right. they want to keep keep them and keep stuff out. And I was like, well, man, what are you going to do when some of these guys, like, you know, your 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 non-attached players. Yeah, exactly. You know, one of, you know, when, 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 when they, they want to see destiny and patience. When you get them urges. Yeah, And right. then, of course, you know, you have a certain select type of, of aficionado. Right. Quote, unquote. Yeah. You know, which we described as, you know, so we talked about what happens at three in the morning when the player wants to go out and get tacos. Right. Yeah. So taco stands yeah, all over the place. Ta- about ta- a lot of taco stands gonna be popping up all over Orlando. So that's so right. you're not confused. No, okay. Now I now thinking, I now I get Rod, the, uh, Rod, the subterfuge. We're gonna have beard and black beard and black tacos okay. or taco emporium. I mean, which sure. Not. Hey, I'm gonna give you a date. It was yesterday, June seventeenth, nineteen ninety four. You know what that date is, right? Strike. It's the strike. Well, strike. it's part of the strike. MLB strike. Yeah. No, June seventeenth, ninety four is Bronco Day. OJ. Ah, OJ right. Day. Oh, shit. So last yeah. night I watched the 30 for 30 again, which is awesome. It takes you from the beginning of the day, 
slowly and takes you through the day how OJ was going to turn himself in. Then he disappeared. Then they're looking for him. Then they find him. Then all of a sudden, AC's driving him around, you know, in L.A., and people are rooting for the juice, and it ends with him finally giving himself up at his wife's home. You'll, you'll never in a million years guess where I was on that day. Never. 94? Yeah. I, I couldn't guess. So what is it? I was on the island of Honolulu. Really? How nice. Yeah. Away from everything. Gra- after gra- I graduated in 94. My folks took us. That is and awesome. I rem- we were, so it was like It was like 2 o'clock in the afternoon yeah. when that thing was going down. Isn't you know that the weirdest? The weirdest part about that whole thing, I remember, because the finals were on. Yeah, I'm going to tell you everything was it, that was going on. You wouldn't listen, believe it. Rockets, the, the part, next, yeah, yeah. The part about six. that. The part about that call well, that always, I don't know why it stuck with me, but it was like, he's like, Hey, it's AC Al Collins. Yeah. You, know like, you know who it is. You know who it is. It is. It's like, AC. Who why would you ever be that specific? Right. Like they care, they chasing you. Like they're going to be yeah. like, "Oh, Al? Oh shit. Everybody, all right. Call up the pursuit. Yeah. Al's got him. We're good. Yeah. Al got it. We good. Yeah. I'm so, like, "What were you thinking, Al?" Yeah, that was So yeah. the Knicks and Rockets game 5 at the Garden. It's the last game in New York. It was 2-2. Knicks wind up winning it. Yeah. But the Knicks were on the small screen. And the big screen was OJ, you know, OJ. Tom Brokaw and uh, Jason without yeah. Cowlings and, and OJ. And I remember watching it, obviously, as a Knicks fan. I was like, you know, one of the last good things that could happen to us. That was the last time, you know, we won a championship game. Yeah. Until then, they did, I think they beat the Spurs one game, but that was it. Ken Griffey Jr. at that time hit his 32nd homer. Yeah, he was on pace. He winds up with 40 homers, and he had 51 games left. Yep. And they go on strike. Yeah. And how about this? The Don day- Mattingly. This is Don Mattingly's Don last Mattingly's year. And last the Yankees time. at the time, I think, were in first. They were running. And they were looking at, and, uh, who else? Matt Ex- Williams. The Expos were stacked. Expos so, were number one at that time, believe it or not. But if I remember Expos. correctly. They never would have left Montreal if they could get in the playoffs that year. So this was before before Maguire Sosa, obviously. But yeah. I think it was Matt Williams with the Giants that was, again, He I think Matt, he was on pace. Griffey yeah. was on. They had like a, a two or three oh, guys wow. yeah. that were on pace for... Um, 60. For 60. For yeah. Maris. For Maris's record when yeah. that went down. And I just remember they said, wow, will Mattingly come back? And he didn't. Babe was 60 and uh, well, Maris Mattingly was played 61. in 95. Did Mattingly he? played in 95. Yeah, he, that was his last year. His yeah, career remember, ended, He hit, he hit the home run good, in the wild card But they, card were, game. they were in first. Yeah. The, the famous Gary Thorne home run was, was amazing. in 95 in the play, in the, in the, that was in what, the No, That was when Griffey went around the bases and came home and won that he series. won the series. But that Mattingly hit the home run earlier in the series. And had Mattingly come back one more year, they win it all. Right. He never won. I mean, that's a sin. That's a sin that the hitman never got a chance to win. But you know what else was going on that day? It was the opening of the World Cup in Chicago. Ooh, Oprah Winfrey right. on the mic, welcoming everyone to the world. Bill Clinton on the mic, welcoming everyone to the United States. And OJ is in the Bronco at the same time. I mean, this it was you couldn't have done anything. Twenty six years more, ago, huh? there yeah. was one more thing that was going on too. What's that? David Hasselhoff was doing a historic performance. At the Berlin Wall, the Hoff, Jeez. and he and he set it up because he thought it was going to be awesome pay per view. Because remember, at that time, Baywatch was deep in the syndication. Baywatch was one of the number one shows in the world. He was, and yeah. he was anticipating this pay per view being like. The and Hoff. so what happened is he starts his show, but the pay per view rates aren't going up because everybody it's is on glued. That. Yeah. So David Hasselhoff was like, OJ killed him. It was like ninety eight <laughs> million. Pun intended. You know? No, look, but look at the Hasselhoff. He talks about. He's like he put. He put a, all this money into this huge show in Germany where he was huge, yeah. and the the crowd was good and whatever. But like the actual 
the buy rates on the pay-per-view were shit. Right. Like, nobody got it. It is the biggest rated sh- day of news slash sports ever. 98 million people were tuned in. Yes, June 17th, 94. Yes, 94. Right? That's always OJ Day. I'll never forget it. It's, it's unreal. It's OJ Day. Wow. So tonight when you go home, maybe bring out that 30 for 30 again. It really, it really yeah. wakens you up and says, whoa. Um, I was disappointed, but you see the Bruce Lee CB water? I liked it. I didn't I was, like the first half. I, I liked the second half. Just I understand. It was a little slow. A little slow. Didn't, it didn't cover much of war. It covered. It, it didn't give me anything new. I wanted more Cato. There wasn't enough Cato for me. <laughs> Because I'm a Green Hornet guy and I love Bruce Lee. If you, okay. if you if you are a Bruce Lee fan, it was okay. It just it didn't Loved give him. me more. What a sin! How how really did he die? Just from a freaking aspirin? No, That's how he died. I, I think I think she poisoned him. I think she killed him. Come on. Deep down, I, I think I think he I think he some there was some rumor about Bruce being kind of a. He was a he was a slinger, man. Yeah, he said he I'm had, not perfect. That was not had, perfect. He, he had, said it. He had chicks and yeah. reportedly. He, I'm, that, I'm, no, again, they, rumor. They it's rumor. It's right. rumor. They would have found poison in him. I don't know, man. 32 that, years that, old. He was about to become. Hey, listen. Maybe she was in the League of Shadows or something. Maybe. Like, he was about to become the biggest thing. He had a migraine. I gave him something for it. He never woke up. Like, wait, what? Yeah. yeah. Later, man. That's it's good. Bruce Lee. And what did he say? Don't look at me as a Asian American, Chinese, Japanese. Just look at me as a human. That's what he said yeah. back then. I mean, that that's what me, means today. Just um, look at me as a human. Well, same thing with Ali, man. Ali, there's a recording of Ali doing an interview where Ali, and this is what Kyrie Irving and them are saying, where Ali says, I would rather be a bum on the street and lose everything than to ever betray and not fight for the freedom of my people. Look at what's going on around us. And this is stuff that Kyrie and them are saying, which is you need to put your money where your mouth is and risk everything. Because right now, we may never get this kind of voice. We may never get this kind of attention again. And it's just amazing to listen to some of this stuff that they're replaying from Jim Brown. Way to, back when. To way back when. Way back people when. Were Bill saying, Russell. People are way saying, we've been, we have been telling you from the beginning. We have been trying to get you to hear us. And now you hear us. So hear us. Thanks to Angel and uh, David. Behind the glass, Stevie Mac at home. You guys, uh, we'll do this again, right? Let's do it again. Slippery, Run it back. I, we might have a guest. Slippery Pete Spivak might drop by. He, I think he's got a new picture on his. Don't uh, on his, don't on his come car. up in here without your damn. Wait, where is where's the where's that damn camera? There it is. Where's is it at? Where? Don't come up in here without <laughs> your banker's collar. You know what I'm saying? Slippery. Hey, he we're made back. bail. He made bail. He's out. More of the rap on NRM Streamcast. I right would after never this. Never buy a thing from a dude in this shirt. <laughs> Ever. <laughs>